Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Hello and welcome to our Real Housewives of Orange County episode of Tender Loving Care with your host myself, Pauline, and my dog, Lynn Cake. <laughs> Woo! And this is the time of the week we dive headfirst into Real Housewives of Orange County, Kate and I's podcast, Tender Loving Care, which is available on all podcasting platforms. There's a new episode each Wednesday and in that podcast we break down a show from the TLC network past or present trust us there's a lot of shit to cover without further ado let us greet Kate and then dive in to the ladies of Orange County hello Kate hello Pauline how are you this evening lots to chat about I'm I'm well I have lots to chat about I do just want to say um reference when I like to really go into my, I mean, lots of musical talent on my end, obviously. Uh, when I like to announce you in that way, it is an homage to Reno 911, Terry. He used to sing his name, Terry. So I like to just, that's just a little ode and an homage to Reno 911, one of the best comedy shows. Oh. I really really need to watch it. I've seen like maybe an episode, but I really and I'm always just like, oh, yeah, I went through a stage when I first came to America of watching that all the time. And just genius. Nick Swardson as Terry was one of the best characters in the improv in it. They're all genius. Like they're just such amazing actors, such great um, comedic timing. They were brilliant. They were absolutely brilliant. I love that show. Um, I'm well, Kate. Yeah, what's going on? Kate, you have a little a little person there, just yeah. in recovery. My little baby, my, my doggy that I just adopted from um, Austin Animal Center. Mm-hmm. Uh, she, I've, I've, technically been fostering her the past week they had me you know oh, yeah 
I didn't officially adopt her until today when she had to go back and get her spay surgery. Yeah. She's just all cuddled up and a little bit sore. And so her and petting her and she's my little angel, Penny. Oh, Penny looks great, guys. Just so you know, we should maybe do a little post for her on the on the Instagram, just a little post and introduction post if she allows her image to be used. Like we have to get consent, guys. Consent. Um I talk about that, but I just posted um about some 50-year-old guy that dresses up as Peter Pan. Guys, go to our Instagram, uh, Tender Loving Care Podcast. My friend, thank you, sent me this reel, and it is some, I don't know where it's from. It's an early 2000s show that featured this guy who lived his life as Peter Pan and he's 50 years. It's outside. Like people were writing to us being like, this is where he is now. And it like, I don't know. It's, um, it's thing. go and check it out. Fascinating. Yeah. Um, I want you to know guys, a couple of things I like to have, you know, Kate and I love beverage corner. When we start our show, we like to talk about kind of what are we drinking just to be able to get through these, you know, not get through the recording, get through the shows, <laughs> be able to wipe our, our memories of what we've seen. Um, I didn't have anything in the house, right, Kate? So I was like, do I have time? And I didn't have time to go and get something. I was going to walk around the local corner shop and get something. And then I was like, I don't have time to do this. So I looked, my, my eyes glanced over at my bar and I realized there are two bottles there. Mm. One bottle is just pure vermouth. And I was like, that's not going to work. <laughs> Then I saw a wine bottle and I thought it's white wine out, hasn't been in the fridge, but I was like, why, why haven't I touched that? Right. So I get it and I look at it and I remember friend had brought it over and they had said, I was given this as a gift. I don't know if I ever really want it, but I'll keep it here. Like maybe we can have it together at some point for some, you know where this is going for something. And I was like, oh yeah, sure. Whatever. (laughs) I was like, I don't have anything to drink. Love an ice cold a Sauvignon Blanc I was like perfect love a Sauvignon Blanc right now boiling hot ice so I get it open it up I look at the label and I'm like I don't I don't know a lot about wines I will say that I know what I like what I don't like but I do not I I do not know anything really about good bad whatever I know what Opus One is and that's about it um but I looked and I thought hmm I'll be all right so I open it up Put a ton of ice, which is terrible, I know, but it wasn't chilled. Pour it, take my first sip. I'm like, this is quite nice. Then I I decide to look it up. It's like a $130 bottle of wine. (laughs) That's a large tonight. (laughs) And I've ruined it by pouring it over a load of ice. And it was my mate's. So listen, I'm in the shitter for this. I really am. But... I needed it. I really, really needed it. Um, yellowtail bottle. <laughs> it's not a yellowtail. It is oh, not a yellowtail. Wow. What are you doing right now? Have we got any beverages going on? Yeah, a cup of wine. It looks like a cup of pea or something. But yeah. it's a little mason jar, mini mason jar of Pinot Grigio. Oh, total time. Fantastic. Um, well, the other thing is, Kate, I want to ask you a question. So guys, I think, I don't know if I said this on the pod, but I went to a gig this week, um, in LA and I had been given these tickets and it's not like my favorite band, but it's a band I like. And my mate is really, really big fans of them. So him and I went along 
And um, the band is, and the reason I'm going to do this is spell this out. The band is H-A-I-M. Kate, how do you pronounce that band? The Three Sisters from Los Angeles. How do you pronounce it? I, the first thing I want to say is Haim. Right. (laughs) Right. So do I. I will go with Haim. So it's either, I was going between Haim and Haim, right? I'm like, is it Haim? That makes me guess everything. Yeah, it might be Haim. I think it's Haim. Okay. So I was like, because I wanted to talk about the gig a little bit. So I was like, I need to really find out before I go on this podcast and sound like a complete dickhead, even more so than I usually do. How do you pronounce this? It's actually pronounced Haim. What? The three girls, because it's their last name. So it's Haim. And it's it's like Lahaim, like Jewish, like good luck or cheers or whatever. So it's Haim. I they am. said our last name is pronounced Hyam. Okay. I've never heard anyone say, oh, I love the band Hyam. Okay. I Yeah, I hear people say Heim. Yeah, Heim. 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 Right. Heim. But she, oh, they were okay. saying it's two, they kept saying it's two syllables, Hyam. Well, how were the Hyam sisters? <laughs> the Hyams. I'm never going to say that. But we were... Um, they were at the Bellwether, which I want to just give a massive shout out to because I'm like obsessed with this venue now. And it's downtown LA, guys. It's just opened. It is unbelievable. Like the the layout, the sound system, everything was perfect. Like 10 out of 10 venue. If if you see your band or a band you even mildly like that is going to play there, go and see them. Bellwether, downtown LA, brilliant. Um, I, saw, well, I saw your seat where you were sitting um, on your stories and it looked like a venue where like everyone has a good view of that. So good. Kate. The, the layout is amazing. Like I was just, I was honestly, I was so happy about it. Um, and then I was happy because I got up there and me and my mate are standing outside uh, chitter chatting and um, I look and they have like upcoming, um, upcoming bands. Mm-hmm. And I saw um, someone I used to know's band is coming there in September and it made me really 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 happy because this particular person I I remember when they were like I met them when they were like playing at the Viper Room and just playing at the Troubadour and really get going I remember their like big um uh kind of promotional stuff was their logo on condoms that they would give out uh but anyway it they're playing there in September and that made me so happy because this band has like blown up and it made me so happy to see that so I just had to say congrats to that band it's brilliant um anyway and then we were there they were really good they were really good really good live they just make you feel nothing but inadequate just seeing all of the instruments they've <laughs> everything they do and then they're shouting out the parents that are there and I'm like I, I just you know I I know that when we are selling out stadiums with our podcast live I know that we'll, ha- we'll feel that great as well we'll feel that great too but um it was really nice they were great and then um, my friend was like, oh, my God, that's Stanley Tucci over there. And I was like, oh, is it? I love Stanley Tucci. I was like, it is? Oh, my God. And then the house lights went up and it was like, no, it's a Bobo Stanley Tucci. It was just a bald guy. 
my friend was convinced it was Stanley Tucci. I was like, oh my God, it's Stanley Tucci. It was not. It was not. I can um, see. I, I trusted that he would be at a high. Yeah, I would, I would see it was believable, right? It was believable, but it was not Mr. <laughs> Tucci, unfortunately. Anyway, um, so yeah, that was it. Um, but they were fantastic. I just wanted to give a shout out to Bellwether. Go down there and see some gigs. All right, Kate, let's start then. We have um, Real Housewives of Orange County. This is episode seven called Oh No Boo Didn't. Eesh. Ooh, that's Ooh. tough. That's tough. That's the PA named it. Uh, yes. Thanks, Jeff. Um, how did this start? Were we at the yoga studio? How did this one start? Uh, yeah, so let me see my notes here we well I was watching the like extra scenes mm. on Peacock so, right. so the first scene I saw was Shannon and John having you know oh right about should she get another dog and you know Shannon's just one of these people that like she's always seeking something what is mm. what's gonna make me happy like she can't just like slow down and make herself happy she's like do you know why boyfriend do I need a new house do I need a, mm. just a lot of the women on this show but it, she I, was kind of doing that and John's like you need to slow down and chill out I think it's also because she only knows chaos she yes. does not know how to what life is without utter chaos yep yep um I've got to just say do you remember when we first met her and she would David would go to bed at like eight o'clock because he got up at like four and she said I'd stay up all night just playing like online gambling. Do you remember that? She'd play poker <laughs> online with a glass of vodka. Oh my. Go back, yeah, from the early days they did that. Anyway, so you're right, <laughs> we see them and we see that Archie, who I just am so obsessed with that dog. Archie's a big baby. Um, they get off John's boat that I thought he lived on. Remember, I was like convinced he lived on a houseboat. <laughs> <laughs> I swear he lived on a houseboat, guys. Uh, tell me if you did or not. And did you, of course, see these English eagle eyes, E-E-E. Did, did you see the amount of times those glasses were getting put to their lips full of vodka? They, those two are boozers, dude. Boozers. Like yep. Yeah. You realize that relationship is fueled on Tito's and Belvedere. Like, well, this season is all her saying... When the producers ask her about her relationship and her confessionals, she all she'll talk about is, well, I'm taking it slow and I don't feel pressured to move things forward with him because after David, I want to be sure that we're going to last forever. And just everything she says points to her already knowing that it's dead. <laughs> it's dead. Yeah. Um, we did find out, though, no, um, Taylor Armstrong was going to watch What Happens Live and she said that she spent 4th of July um, with them both. They're not together, but they're still very, very good friends. I'm sure they were probably having sex at the beginning of the relationship. I think that's non-existent towards the end. I bet they haven't had sex in like a year and they've just been friends. That's kind of what I've seen has gone on with those two. Um, And then all the booze. All all that booze. Oh, yeah. Um, so yeah you're right we do that and then we go to uh is it who's next is it uh, then it's yoga yoga yeah so we see listen I know I cannot go on about my dislike for Gina every single episode but I'm noticing something now every single episode that I dislike even more and listen 
apparently she's dead nice. She's super nice. She's a good person. I get she's been through a horrendous trauma with that divorce and domestic abuse, all that shit that went down. But I see her walk in and I realize, why is she, why does she hunch over all the time? Have you noticed that? Like, she's a tall girl. I know she's like my height. She's like five foot ten. She's five foot nine or five foot ten. But I saw her walk in and she's, the clothes are always an abomination. But she's always like hunched. And that just was another reason for me to dislike her. Guys, I know it's not fair. It's not rational. I just can't like Gina. And then surrounded by fit little pocket size Tamara and people yeah. like that. maybe she's kind of making herself small yeah. or something. Good point. Good That's point. The only thing I can think of, or she just has wicked bad posture. Wicked bad posture. And she sat there with Jen and she's kind of explaining to her, you know, I'm sorry that I prejudged you um about the affair thing. It's my thing to work through. And Jen, Kate, have you seen these flashbacks with Jen when she was with her husband? And it looks like a completely different person. They did one in this episode. I don't know if you caught it. Oh, when she was, well, I, I don't know if I caught this one, but I saw in the previous episode, like flashbacks with him. She looked very different. And I cannot get with these women if it's this massive amount of makeup because contouring can change your face. I mean, it really can. There's oh, that. oh, her appearance. I her remember. Appearance, her. yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I know it's that. And then if you're getting your hair done really well, got great makeup artists, I get it. Like it all kind of changes your look drastically, but just a different woman. She looked completely different. I don't know. The I guess it's bronzer. You had bronzer, you had fake tan, you had lashes, you had, you, you, had, you know, all this like, the style too there's certain periods recent history where the style ages you so much like when you look at whenever they show flashbacks sometimes of the housewives in like the 80s or 90s when they were grown women and they're wearing like a weird vest or like yeah jeans and you're like oh they look they look so much younger now I know I know I think it's also just that um you know, she's, it's the beat. They all have the same hairstyle with the, the beachy, you know, you know, I'm not a fan of the beachy waves, waves. the beachy waves and the bleach blonde hair and the orange skin. And they just all look the same. Anyway. So they kind of, kind of match. They're like, now we're going to be buddy, buddy. I think they're laying that out. Um, then we go to oh. Emily and Shane, right? Yeah. This Shane. Now the whole narrative that's going on with these two is Shane finally passed the bar. So he's a working man now, finally feeling like a man. And Emily is looking after the kids. So you see him, the shots of him are just him constantly coming home from work. And they're such an odd couple. He comes in and he smacks her ass, which isn't odd if that's your partner. But then she just turns around and says, hi. If that was your partner, they smack your ass, you turn and you like would grab him and kiss him or whatever. Just some, like, there's not even a movement towards each other. There's just a brick wall in between them. It's a bizarre way. And remember, that, which has never been discussed enough, and I could have a podcast for an hour and a half discussing this, that Emily said they were friends that were DMing each other or, or on AOL online or whatever, and they were saying, Do you, we should get married, she says, and then we just got married. Remember that. It does. I cannot get my head around those two. They have 
what seems to be sort of like a business agreement of being married. It's like a marriage of convenience or something. Like we're going to raise these kids together and support each other through our careers. But like, there's not a lot of heat there, you know, there's not Not a lot of heat. I've got an ice pack between my feet right now. And that has more heat than those two. But the way he comes in and he just smacks her ass. And it was all like, hi, She's just over his shit, I think. Yeah. <laughs> shenanigans. And then we see another uncomfortable, so like that she's basically talking about her mother, who she has a very, very tricky relationship with. And um, she said that, you know, she wanted to FaceTime um, Annabelle and things like that and showing old photos. And she's visibly upset. She had an extremely traumatic childhood. And, um, you know, she's crying and he doesn't, he doesn't even put a hand out to her not hand out to her he just has no ability for warmth none none and um she knows that so she's like I'm gonna go I think I'm gonna ask my mom if she wants to come to the OC and what I did like about him he is like yeah tell her to come here tell her to come here you know so she goes upstairs and I will just add that Fisker RIP her beautiful wonderful Pomeranian followed her all the way up because Fisker knew that she was upset. She was crying and Fisker went straight in and lay with her. Mm-hmm. That's the power of dogs. And that's the power of palms. Like they're just, they know. Um, then we see that scene. She's with her mom and she's kind of got the back to the camera and she's talking to her and, Oh, I just really have so much empathy for Emily. I really do. She's been through a lot. She's, she's just very strong and she oh, yeah. in and holds it all together for everyone. And Shane will, never emotionally fulfill her there we go Alison Dubois (laughs) very good Kate um you're right though and I I look at her I mean think of really she's she's never a victim she had a horrendous childhood she lost children remember she lost that that set of twins she had she's had a very tumultuous relationship you know tricky one the husband had a lot of miscarriages. She's been through a lot of loss, but she's never a victim. She put herself through law school, passed the bar first time. I mean, she's she's amazing. Badass. She, she is. Really is. And she's gorgeous beyond belief as well. I mean, gorgeous. So I love Emily. Me too. Yeah. Um, I think with them, it's with their dynamic, it feel this season, it feels like a sort of be careful what you wish for type of thing because yeah. remember she was yeah. like I have to be the breadwinner and I'm yeah. always down at work and he gets to be home with the kids and now it's all reversed and I think yeah. she's like I wish I was still do- out there doing my job and he was here you know stuck with these crazy kids oh I agree because remember she it wasn't being a lawyer wasn't enough for her she was also a party planner Remember, she was like, oh, also on the weekends, I go and plan parties for people. And you're like, what? Wow. How do you have a lawyer that? with three children? That's it's, wild. Yeah, That's she's wild. just been a fighter her entire life, I think. A fighter. So I love her. Um, where do we go from that, Kate? Oh, we've right. done Emily, we've done the so we've done the Gina being hunched over. Sorry. Um Shannon and John John Jensen Johnson Jen Johnson we have another little scene of Shannon by uh shopping with her girls and she's <laughs> the editors did a fun thing here they show her telling us 
yeah, the, it's going to cost $75,000 a year for each of my kids to go to college next year. Mm. And then five seconds later, she's spending three grand on a Louis Vuitton purse. <laughs> the ease of that credit card being put down for $3,000. Oh my gosh. You've got two sweaters. The girls got two sweaters. Those girls are possibly beautiful as well. Um, yeah. they got the, they got two sweaters and she goes, oh, this would be a nice bag. It was as though it was a TK Maxx full purchase. She goes, oh, this would be quite nice. And it? yeah. It was like three. It was a three thousand dollar purse. Not not a problem. But Sounds that's great. why we watch these women. Um, there's not a lot of talk, and I am grateful for this. There's not a lot of talk about her business. This whole lemon aid health wellness thing, which is a joke, considering every single scene, she's a pint of vodka in her hand. But I'm glad we don't see all of that. But that is, we see her have a little discussion about how busy she is with the business. So I don't know what's going on with that. If anybody's ever bought anything please let us know um i think it's all supposed to be vitamins and wellness and i don't know something like that um okay so we see that with shannon and the girls and spending that money right and then then it's the pink boat then we head to the boat okay this was so weird so we see um oh we did also see i just want to add we saw ryan the cowboy because um tamra did, did get bronx's ashes back which was which was a very sad sad to see that but bronx will forever be with us as will fisker um so we so you know heather's decided to have this boat going to nobu and we get the flashback so hopefully we get past appetizers this time and we go back to when she ordered twenty thousand dollars twenty thousand twenty two zero 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 thousand dollars of nobu food which nobu is not cheap um to be catered at her home for a casual get-together party on last season and it ended up in in a fight with that weird pamela anderson weird woman that was in there for like two episodes and was used to was going to threaten terry whatever then there was the infamous scene in that where heather supposedly pushed allegedly pushed one of the cameramen and was there's a lot of talk about how nasty she was to them all because they surprised her with this woman who had sued terry many years ago anyway twenty thousand dollars she spent on food that's not the servers that's not the tips for the servers that's not the chef that's not the delivery that's not the decor that's not her hair and makeup twenty thousand dollars on food kate for that party that nobody ate. I really hope that staff had to take all that home because it's disgusting, Kate. It is really obnoxious. So wasteful. Oh, it's horrible. So yeah, they get on this weird little pink boat that's going to take them to Nobu. So Taylor's the first one that gets there, Kate. And yes. they have what what did you make of this conversation between Kate and Taylor uh, Kate and Taylor, Heather and Taylor? Well, Heather brings it up like, okay, well, I'm glad you're the first one here because I want to talk to you about the movie. It's just dripping in. She's she's just so condescending constantly. (laughs) That's all. Well, that was so fun. And they were so nice. And And then what else happened in this conversation? She basically goes on about this and said, you know, um, 
I'm, you know, and, and Taylor's like, listen, I'm sorry if, if I made you, you know, I know I made you feel bad. And Heather's like, she's so careful with her words. It's all rehearsed, as we know. I'm sorry, Taylor, that, you know, I did something that hurt you. I would not want you to feel that way. And evidently I did make you feel that way. So I'm sorry for that. And are we okay? And, you know, Taylor's such a nice person. She's just kind of like, yeah, yeah, I'm sure that's fine. And then Heather goes to the confessional and she's like, well, the producer was like, well, are you sorry? She's like, well, I'm glad that Taylor said sorry or something to that effect. And it was just, this season is a, you know, Heather is sat in her house with the 16 bathrooms in Orange County pissed off because this season makes her look terrible and everyone's out for her no one is there for heather and it's not this season isn't going to end well for heather at all and she's trying that's the thing as well she's gone into this season being like oh, we've said this before i'm relatable ever this is going to be my season again i came back for a second time for my second season i'm going to kill it i'm going to do really well what's going to happen is she's alienating everyone she's going to be demoted to a friend which is she's not going to want and Taylor's going to be full-time but I can tell you they are all out for her in this season they've had enough of her yeah she's never going to get the edit she wants out of this no doesn't need she's so rich it's like why are you even here get out of here fame fame that's why Yeah. yeah um so then we see everybody else come in um we see they're all in these they are going on a boat I know they're going to Nobu so they have to dress well but the heels they're wearing to get on this boat. I don't think I've ever worn heels like that in my life. I know I it would because it would probably make it would make me like six foot ten, but six foot five, I mean, but it's like they are massive heels they're wearing. They're tottering down this way. They get onto the boat. So it's all of them. Plus, I like this, another actress. So she knows how to play the game. She was the actress and coach for um, Taylor um, for the movie. So I liked her coming in. She, she, we could see a little bit of housewife in her. She was stirring a little bit up, and I appreciated that. So they get on the boat, and Shannon's angle is terrible because her Spanx is showing the entire time on the trip to Nobu. Like, you can see them right through her dress. It's pulled up too high. Um, nothing really happens on this boat except they just keep going oh and they're all squished in it's really uncomfortable looking and you know I have to focus on the food and drink because I love my food and drink they they're going to Nobu which basically none of them will eat much there anyway because they don't eat anything in general these women but then they have a huge beautiful charcuterie in the middle on the boat to go to the restaurant they don't even eat at the restaurant all that food's going to get wasted this is one of my biggest pet peeves on housewives is the amount of food waste of really good looking, especially mm. charcuterie boards. There are so many, which is something I will talk about in New York, but I did appreciate that they were at least eating the cheese. They're called, uh, so we call <laughs> the cheese. All right. Yeah. But no, um, yeah. Total waste of food. Always. Hey, if you and I were on that boat, we'd be getting it in our mouth so quickly because you're like we're near a restaurant all right can i can fill up my drink while we're shoving brie in our mouth with a couple um, of grapes i mean we'd oh, be on it we're not wasting no that doubt. shit no doubt we'd be all over it all over it. that's why we would like i would be great on housewives um i already have my tagline remember mess with me and it's off with your head but I would just have a hard time because I'd be eating it all. 
I would hate my edit because it, oh my. I, I would look so unflattering all the time. The angles would be bad. I'd be like, oh, I'm so fat. And then it would just be me, shots of me eating. And then, it, <laughs> and then it would be me like saying something stupid and coming off like an idiot. I would hate I, my My edit would be because there's never English people are treated always as villains in America. And listen, I'll stand by this. Go to any villain in an American movie and they're always English. Always English. Yeah. So, yep. and after Lisa Vanderpump, you can't be English on these shows and be nice. Yep. So I know that I would go in and I know the game to play as a housewife expert, but I would have so much shit to come back with and give all these bitches like a ton of stuff to work with. So to maintain my level on the show, but I'd be very busy trying to shove food in my mouth and shout, you know, stuff like, oh yeah, well, I heard your husband is, hang on. Mm, it's really oh god this cheese is really good mm. yeah well I saw your husband getting his you know I it would be hard for me but I would make it work I do my best getting his dick sucked at the round roundup <laughs> <laughs> god could you oh. imagine a housewife's jeopardy oh we would kill it oh, oh we'd kill it um we get to the restaurant now this is the main kind of thing of this episode so they get to know they sit down I mean, every, if you've ever been to Nobi, the plates, it's very expensive. But anyway, they sit down there and they have all this food. And Heather has got chopsticks that have been engraved with their names and then a Tom Ford candle. Look, do I want a Tom Ford candle? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> um, but yeah, so she gives it all. And she says, I don't know if this was actually a joke or not, but she says in Japanese, it says, oh, she's going to have my mind what she had written on there. It was a hark back to, oh, shoveling shit, that's it. Because the whole thing is, is that when she went to Montana, that she was shoveling the manure. And wow, it's such a great appreciation for how people actually work. That was a statement that's going to follow her about her being condescending and um, pejorative. And so she had that apparently, like, we're too good to shovel shit or something like that engraved on the, uh, in Japanese, I don't know. I don't know if that was a joke or whether that was whatever. But the women are after her. They are going down this road to get her this time. And um, so the, the conversation kind of starts up. Tamara's sat opposite Jen. Everyone's kind of in a good mood. Then Jen's, Tamara's ready. That little that little thing is ready. And she's already a couple of drinks in. Should we see that she had tequila shots? Um, Tamara's teeny tiny and she doesn't have a bit of body fat on her. So she gets drunk in a second. Mm-hmm. Um, so she had tequila. She's already on some more tequila and she had champagne on the boat. Not that I'm counting. And um, she was talking to Jen. And of course, someone has to stir something up. And they're like, so what happened? You know, you and you and after Montana, like you and Jen were fine after you kind of revealed what Ryan had said. And then Jen's like, I still don't think Ryan said that. Tamara said, he said that. Everyone knows he said that. And I'm worried for you because he's going to cheat on you. She And then someone says, well, do you think it's forever? Like stirred it all up. Do you really think she's going to be with Ryan forever? And she's like, absolutely not. Which is so true. We can all tell you that. It's not going to happen. He's always cheated and he always will. So she's like, absolutely not. They're not going to stay together. And so then they go down this thing. Tamara's getting more and more aggravated. And Jen's like, well, I do think, and this is my partner, and I don't believe he said that. Then they start about the dick pic. And it's so embarrassing that he obviously sent that to his girlfriend or mistress or whoever he's having sex with behind her back. And she's like, well, it was to me. And she's very kind of leveled. And Jen kind of, and Tamara's getting more and more and more worked up and then she says you know um they were talking about a party they were at 
Ryan's party. Ryan's party. Saying and Jen and she says and Jen, you were going on about how he how hot he was and how you couldn't wait to hook up with him. And Jen says, I wasn't the only one doing that, Tamara. And Tamara's like, Are you insinuating that I was saying that about Ryan? And she's, I think she was just silent. And then Tamara was like, How day, whatever, grabs a napkin. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Throws it in her face and walks off. And she is on fire. She's on fire. So it then goes to Jen's confessional, right, Kate, where she's like, we were at a party and, and then Tamara called me and was like, come out to hang out with the hot guy from the gym, the hot gym guy. Yeah. And then this is also the part, right, where she says that one of Ryan's friends went up to Eddie and said, watch your wife, like, watch out. Exactly. Because he likes and married women. He likes married women. Yeah. And then the phone call. And then she's like, well, do you want to talk about what you said at that party? Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. it. Yeah. Um, I believe Tamara called her and said, hey, the hot, you could probably said, hey, the hot gym guy. I'm sure she probably said that. Yeah. And, um, but Jen, Jen is, I would say emotionally, she's a mess because deep down she knows full well what he's doing and what he's done. And she's in it. She left her husband and she's in it. So she's going to stick in it and she's going to stand by it to kind of prove, try and prove you all wrong. And we all know how that ends up. She's doubling down to save face. Yeah. On camera. So Tamara goes off, gets another tequila shot. And that was great at the bar. And then um, Shannon goes after her. They're kind of talking. And while they're gone, another fight breaks out, which I appreciate a lot. Gina starts going in on Heather because they are supposed to be best buddies of last season. She then harks back, Gina, there are stuff with you, Heather, that's been going on. Like, for example, in the first episode, this was this was really bad. Gina sits down with Heather and goes, you know, I'm getting my real estate license. And Kate, Heather goes, oh, really? So's Nikki, who's her 18-year-old son. And it was terrible. 
Is he going to go to university? Why is he getting a real estate anyway? Because I guess it's so easy. Any dumb dumb can do it. Essentially, that's what she was saying. That's what she was saying. That's mm-hmm. why Gina was so upset. And she says, "That's your eighteen-year-old son." Like I was trying to tell you something, and then Heather once again with the words, "I know, I can understand, I can hear." She kept saying, "I hear you, I hear you." She goes, "And I understand why that would make you feel that way." I do. I'm so. I don't said I'm sorry, but she's like, "I get it, I get it." And she goes. And I think, Kate, they were really angry because she's so such good friends with Tamara now, right? Yeah, and she's she's just such a one-upper. Every single thing that gets said, she just has to... Oh, oh my son's doing that too. Mm. And, and, oh, you're saying after this. Because it was something about I just Emily was very vocal. She's like, I find it really ridiculous that you're such good friends with her now. Mm-hmm. And they were talking about Heather, they were talking about Tamara, I believe. Oh, Heather and Tamara being Yeah. Funny. I can't remember. Sorry, I've iced my mouth. I can't remember. Did they say like did they end last season in massive fight? Tamara and Heather. Yeah, did they? I I, I can't remember, but both Emily and Gina were like, it's ridiculous. It's ridiculous that, you're, that we're supposed to believe you're really good friends now. Um, They're not. They're just both playing the game. And yeah. it's an alliance, really. But we do know because of Gina went on Danny Pellegrino's podcast and said that they're not even speaking to each other by the end of the season. So that's good. I mean, yeah. not well, whatever. Anyway, at the bar, Tamara's getting plastered with um, Shannon. They go back to the table. They're like, oh, what fight is this breaking out? Gina then moves her. Oh no, Tamara sits down opposite Jen, and Jen kind of looks at her and look. And sh- sh- Tamara just goes, "I'm fuming," or whatever word she used. I'm livid. I'm livid at you. I'm livid at you. All with you. I'm livid with you. And Jen was just looked at her and turned around again. Jen stays very calm. Um, then sh- Heather gets a text and does a dramatic, <gasps> and they're like, "What? What?" And she looks at Sharon and she's like, Shannon, I need to talk to you. She's like, what? She's like, the girls, she's like, no, your children are fine. Your children are fine. David Terry had text Heather to say David Bedore was getting a divorce. And I had completely forgotten that this was going to come up. I didn't even think of it coming up on the show. I'm so glad it is. And it was the day of Shannon and David's wedding anniversary that he was filed for divorce with his second wife. You can't write this. The fact that that was on camera is so good. It was, what was very interesting is that Shannon was not, she goes, oh, I know. She goes, I had known that stuff was bad between them for a while. And um, I suspected this was coming. I mean, as my mum used to always say, there's no fool like an old fool. And it's so true. These men that end up with a younger woman, get she gets pregnant straight away. So he still feels like a man realizes he made a terrible terrible mistake wants his old life back and they divorce after two years and that's exactly what david did as shannon was very vocal she's like look it's going to affect my children it's going to affect no first it's going to affect the financials and then it's going to affect and affect that which affect my children because let us not forget her settlement a month was six figures in alimony from him six figures a oh. month. A month. Okay. What does he do again? Now it makes sense. It's construction. He oh. owned a and built up a massive co- all from 
bare bones himself built up a company that does highway construction which is run so your it's government contracts so it's monstrous amounts of money so he fixes all the freeways okay so so it's dropping the bucket. Makes sense. <laughs> he was, I remember when she was going through the divorce stuff, it was like $125,000 a month. A month. He that had to is, pay her. Oh my gosh, that is so. But they do that because they look at the income. So what the hell is his income a month? But he's screwed. He went and decided to have an affair and not just live with the woman marry her so he married her now he's getting divorced he's got a restraining order against her she's got a restraining order against him she's got he's got another kid with her so now he's paying three loads of child support plus three girls are going to be at university an ex-wife who he has to pay until either he she dies he dies or she gets remarried which by the way is why she's not getting remarried right when you said that i was like Oh, that's why she's taking her time. (laughs) That seems so obvious now that you said that. Uh, Yeah, that's why. She gets married, alimony's done. Um, And now he has to go and pay this ex-wife alimony as well. And she's going to bleed him dry. So can you, I mean, what an idiot. What an idiot to mess up your life like that. Really made a mess of everything. Really did. Just really did. And then brought another kid into the world who's only like three or two. She's probably even two. Just, dude, just live a life with a girlfriend if you don't want to be married anymore. Don't have kids and marry and mess up. Oh, so ridiculous. Anyway, so we see that that was a really interesting tidbit. Then we see Shannon, uh, I see Tamara come over. And I don't know if you noticed it. One of Tamara's um, um, eyelids was nearly completely half closed. She was so drunk at this point. It was so good. It was like, if you watch her left eyelid was like nearly completely shut. She was so drunk. So we kind of ended it on that, didn't we? There was no resolution between Jen and Tamara. We found out about David Bador. And then Shannon goes off to call her daughter who says, you need to call your dad. And she's emotional about it. And that I think was how they ended it, right? Yeah, there was some talk. Was there some talk about Eddie... Or something like I feel like when Tamara and Shannon were away, then like Gina was talking some shit. I may have missed that. I may have missed that about Eddie. Yeah. It was mm-hmm. it was a way more entertaining episode than last week. So that was yeah, that was good. You know, <laughs> I mean, the, the I love it when we have a big obviously fights at dinner are the best. Um, or I could do a lunch or a brunch. I'm fine as long as it's food, alcohol, and a big table. And all of them sat down. But there's nothing that will ever compare to having two monstrous fights at the same dinner table a la Mexico with Bethany. Remember, one end of the table was Bethany and Carol fighting. And then at the other end, Dorinda broke a glass and was fighting with Lou. Nothing. The cameras didn't even know what to do. These cameramen were running up and down the table trying to catch two epic fights in Housewife history. And they were going on simultaneously. It was Emmy award-winning work. We'll never get a scene like that again. Never, never. Um, so that was that was um, OC. So I'm fine with this. I'm happy with the direction it's going. Tamara, keep doing good work. I want more. Um, Kate, you said before this, you did not see Crappy Lake this week. I did not. I, okay. I've just seen the first few yeah. episodes we already talked about. Um, I watched it and I will tell you, I watched it when I came home from dinner last night and I'd had a couple of drinks. So I was watching it and kind of half paying attention. 
the um it was they went again to go and do mudding in which i i don't even know what that is but a massive big truck so just go through mud i don't know but it was with the guy that Sonia had had sex with the previous night. With the tattoo across his back? Yeah. Okay. Right. So they walk up and meet him. And Lou, I, I can't explain the fevered sexuality of these two women. They're driving there, right? Lou has got a fantastic looking tiny shorts on, you know, tiny top, just looking bomb fantastic as usual and um they're driving there and they're like okay so robbie or whatever his name is sonia's guy's gonna be there he's got a friend right he's got a friend like literally she's like yeah he's bringing along another guy she's like great that'll be for me then they are rabid for dick (laughs) now it is so insane like so Sonia goes up and meets him again. You know, this is after their one night stand, right? So she goes up, she's like, oh, hi, I can't remember his name. And she like kisses him on the cheek. And Lou goes, oh, that's not how you do it. Walks up to him and kisses him on the mouth. So Sonia had had sex with the night before. She gave up drinking and took up Molly or something. Like, what's going on? (laughs) God knows where that mouth was. And she is just like, I mean, and then Sonia's like, once again, as Bethany called me, I'm the curator of cock, and all these women just take all my men. Harry Dubin, Tom. I mean, let's go through it all. It's I just, true. it's so, Luan was just full on, just kisses complete stranger in the mouth. What he would just have sex with a best friend. He was like, oh, terrified. <laughs> these guys don't know what to do with these women. <laughs> so then they go mudding, and Lou's just flirting with everything, and these men are they're no Jacques let's just say that they're no Jacques (laughs) Um, (laughs) or Mr Morgan so Kate it's just wild the sexuality can't stop I'm just my transfixed um now if you want to lead the way Kate there was another another show you watched right right well before we go to that can we talk about the VPR did you see the Graham stuff yeah I was gonna bring that up okay so Rachel has come out of hiding she was spotted in Arizona she was wearing a hat saying be a good person I mean it's just it's embarrassing her PR people need to be fired they're terrible yeah they've started filming VPR again we've had behind the scenes we saw that they are in Lake Tahoe 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 <laughs> and uh Tahoe and they're in Lake Tahoe we see see DJ James Kennedy then we see them filming a scene. James is leading Graham and Tom's right behind him. And I'm just, I put on our Instagram, this is why I'm personally done with it. We, they're filming together. Then this bombshell photo came out and it's, um, it's um, Ali, James, Sheena, Brock, Lala. Tom Sandoval and Lala. They're all posing together, supposedly with a, for a fan or with a fan and tom sandoval with his stupid white nail polish still has his arm around brock brock has his arm around him and sheena has his arm around him and him around her just give me a breath like i'm done with this if you just go after the money do it but don't give us the bullshit of i still hate tom i don't want anything to do with him that man destroyed your best friend's life and you're stood there okay Sheena, did you see Sheena's story or her live? Is or the story? No. So Sheena, 
I saw this video that she posted. It must've been on her stories or something. And her and Lala are laying in bed and Sheena is going on about how it's so stupid and the fans need to realize it's their job and they, you know, it doesn't mean that they forgive him or wanted to be around him, but they had to film and they were walking to their cars and it was this girl's birthday. And so they were all polite and stood in a line and did that. But she's like, my hand was behind him just like this. Like, that's all it was. It was just a photo. I'm not, I'm not okay with him or whatever. She was kind of clearing it up. So I can tell you that if I saw you in a picture with my ex and your arm around him, I wouldn't speak to you again. Yeah. So I, and you would never do that. I already know you would never do that. And I just, I, so I'm sorry. I, I can't, I don't, I get it. It's all a job. They're all working, blah, blah. You know, I understand all of this, but Oh, I'm just seeing Penny, guys. <laughs> oh, Penny. She's wandering off the couch, so I just... Oh, yeah, just make sure she's safe. Mm-hmm. Um, so, Kate, I just don't... I just think, listen, we know it's all not real, some of the parts of it, but this scandal was real. It was huge. And have some integrity about something with the show. I, I just... I, I'm like, I'm not watching all of this. And Why if anyone's... If anyone's a flip-flopper, if anyone (laughs) goes between people and forgives people and hates them and then is fine with them season to season, it's Sheena Shea. It is Sheena Shea. Ariana's her best friend. I know. Oh. No, it's it's not right. And uh, you know what? Look, there's a lot of blame to Ariana. Ariana shouldn't have signed up for this again. And she did. She signed up because there was a pot of money. And I get it. I get it. But the smartest thing... And especially for her mental health, she's someone that spoke about her mental health a lot, and she's been through humongous trauma. Seeing that photo, I'm sure, was incredibly destructive to her. Incredibly. Right. She signed up for this again, and she's going to be in the same room as him, and she's going to end up in the same room as Rachel. And she shouldn't have done it. I really thought she would step away with everything. She's so much going for her, so much going on, so So much much. income. But... I guess she wanted more and I don't know what her plans are for her life. And maybe she really just wants to cash in while she can on every single thing she can, but it's like, it's, I don't think she had to do it. I don't think it doesn't seem like she had to do it. No. And on that note, guys, we are going to love you and leave you. We are hopping over um, right now to um, go and, oh no, I guess we haven't spoken about Mm. something. Go ahead, Kate. Oh, well, to wrap up the VPR thing. Oh, yeah. Oh, Graham. Sorry, the Graham thing. James yeah. has adopted Graham because Rachel took Graham to a shelter. And Let it's that like. sink in for a second, guys. Let that sink in. She had a dog from a puppy for several years and went to a shelter and handed him in. If that doesn't tell you everything about someone's personality that is inhuman I I would never be around anybody that could do something like that that's what she did she is devoid of feeling she's she's nothing she's nothing and if she couldn't handle having a dog anymore with whatever she's going through right now 
why would she not contact James? I the mean- whole the whole thing is apparently Graham has um, been biting people, which is a massive issue. You cannot have a dog that bites people. So what you have to do is you have to get it in training and you have to work hard and you have to persevere. And if it is not the if you do end up having to rehome a dog like Lucy, Lucy, Apple Juicy, right? Not Kate's Lucy, everyone. This was from Real Housewives of Beverly Hills when Dorit's dog, that whole drama. Um, If you have to, then you would go, whether it be family members, whether it be friends, you could do a private adoption. You would find somewhere, you would find something. Apparently the reason she dumped it at a shelter, imagine handing a dog over, putting it in a cage, and you've had that since a puppy. Um and um puppy party. You didn't come to my puppy party and then does that. Yeah. Vander at the Vanderpump rules dog Vanderpump dogs was alerted because that's I think where she adopted him from in the first place. So it is like Apple, Apple, Juicy Lucy, whatever the shit fuck her name was, that that dog that Dorit had. Um, and so they were alerted, so they went to get her, get Graham, and then James has James has uh has has got him back. Well, someone dug up a comment on Graham's. Graham has an Instagram account. Someone dug up a comment where a fan was asking Rachel, oh, when she first got Graham, oh, he's so cute. Does he have any siblings that I could buy or something? And basically it's a comment she left that reveals like she got Graham from a breeder. And then I don't think she got Graham from Vanderpump Dogs. That's what I was reading anyway, but... All that to say, I'm so glad that that Graham is reunited with James. <laughs> yeah, and Ali, who loves and animals. And I am worried about Mr. Pickles, or whatever his name is, her cat. Hopefully the cat and Graham can get along. That's what I am a bit worried about. He said Graham's in training now right. and he's doing better. So I'm just wishing all the best to Graham. Absolutely. And, uh, and Mr. Pickles, whatever his name is, <laughs> that cat, because that's the cat's territory. So bringing the dog in would be very tricky. Hopefully, hopefully they're getting Yeah, on. they'll figure it out. They'll make it happen. So okay. New York, tricky. New York, moving to New York. Let's just go for it. And I'll throw in a couple of comments. Go, okay. Go. Okay. So I watched the first episode of Roni season 14, new era in New York. Um, I wrote a few notes about each of the women. Um, we've got Bryn. She's like the brunette with the raspy baby voice. She's very flirty. She's a brand marketing consultant. What There's is this- your vibe on her immediately? Catherine Dennis vibes. Very Catherine Dennis, Southern Charm, like the reference. Um, I really, she's going to be insufferable. And I'm glad there is somebody in there that is insufferable. She's unbelievably attracted. I'm attractive. I'm so attracted to it. She's drop dead gorgeous with a capital G. Um, but she's going to be insufferable and the audience <clears throat> is going to go between loving and hating her, which is what we need for a housewife. Okay. Carry on. Sister, I don't, 
she doesn't seem like someone you would want to trust around your mate. Oh, you know, she seems she seems naughty and sneaky and shit. Sleep with your boyfriend. I do want I do want to briefly mention that video that's going around everywhere where her and Andy are on a red carpet getting interviewed, and Andy for some reason turns to her and is like, "Who's the hottest house husband, Bryn?" And Bryn's like, "Maurizio." And he's like, oh, well, he's available. And it's like, yeah. oh, God. Um, <laughs> Kyle loved that. Yeah. Uh, then we have Jenna. Jenna is right off the bat my favorite. I've always thought that uh, Jenna Lyons is super cool. She has Which amazing. One's Jenna? She is in Soho. She is the first openly gay housewife. And she was the president and creative director of J. Crew. Oh, J. Crew. I really, really like her. Really like her. She's like who Carol thinks she is or like wants to be. Yeah. And, um, you know, I, she's a hustler. I love that Bethany vibes of hustler. I don't mean to keep comparing, but it's like hard not to. It's hard not to, but you're right. She has a New York housewife vibe. Completely. she started, she says, in 1990 at J. Crew as in a hallway as an assistant's assistant in the men's department. And when she left J. Crew in 20, uh, yeah, 2017, she was the president and creative I mean, director of J. Crew Group. I mean, so I automatically love that. I love a hustle. Love it. Love it. I know that was just unbelievable. I know. A dope apartment. It's like, oh. like designed so well and. Um, you know, the big blush velvet couch, the twinkly lights. She's got this I huge know. closet, with like 400 pairs of shoes. I'm like, I love her. Woo! And yeah. she's low key shady because there's this big cheese debacle. And what does she do at her gathering? Puts out a bunch of cheese to like yeah. on everyone. Okay. We have Jessel. Mm-hmm. Oh, the English girl. Uh, yes. Publicist. Um, she lives in Chelsea with her baby boy twins, Kai and Rio. She's got her mom in town. She, yeah, she's from London. She moved to New York um, after graduating fashion school at 22 and uh, married this guy she was friends with. Yeah. She says, yeah. I fixed everything about him first and then I started dating him. And I was like, oh, okay. Uh, okay. Don't love that sentence but yeah um but she is she does see she has uh jenna describes her as like having this innocent and sweetness about her and i saw that too she does have a good smiley nice vibe about her so far we have sai the she's in brooklyn she's a influencer i was very intrigued by sai and her husband's life because she is a creator and influencer. She's, you know, one of these like chic people in New York that's just like making a bunch of money by posting photos of her crossing a street wearing yeah. like cool outfit. And then she has this husband who's seemingly in his 40s and retired. That's it. Yeah. And yeah, they yeah. have this fabulous brownstone. I, I mean, like, the money, the, the money. money, the financials. I That was my main uh, thing. Financials. Um, she's like one of these mom. She has these crazy twins, and she's like, you know, that's no, kind of two of the kids were called Rio. By the way, I just wanted to say that two of their kids were called Rio. One of the twins, and then another one had a kid called Rio. Interesting. Yeah, and I would mm-hmm. I like to say that that is harking back an homage to Jules. Jules' um daughter was called Rio. Just 
Just want to say oh, that. Oh, I was, I just kept thinking of that children's movie. It's like a. Oh yeah, no. Jules's daughter was called Rio. Yep. Um, with Uba, who's very chic. Um, she's the model, she's Somalian cool. model. Gorgeous. And you Real. know, stunning. Um, she seems like she's like sweet, but she'll get into some. Do you think so? I actually thought she wasn't. I thought, I, I think she's just a nice woman. So I don't know how long she's going to last, but we'll see. Well, she, the reason I say that is because she's close with Aaron, who is very combative and like always has beef. So I think she's sort of like, okay. yeah, I don't want to okay. say sidekick, but like she goes yeah. along with Aaron and Aaron always has beef. So it's kind of okay. like, I bet she'll yeah. get involved in some shit. And, um, but yeah, she seems very nice. And then, like I say, Erin, and she's like in real estate. She lives in Tribeca. She's Israeli. Um, she has three kids and she's one of these moms that's like, I just want them to leave me alone. And um, she like at this cheese party at Jenna's has this um, like her and Bryn have beef or whatever. And then they squash it. Um, so anyway, that was my takes on all the women. I just watching it just kind of separated myself and, you know, I just separated myself. I just viewed it as like, this is a different show. And in that regard, I think it was a pretty strong opening for a whole new group of women because they actually know each other and they're kind of interesting people. If I may, okay. You already know that it's very hard for me to see this reboot, okay? But Kate, like you say, if I am separating myself, I can do that. I am a professional when it comes to housewives. Um, Erin is going for the the Jill Zarin. She is the Jill Zarin of this. She's trying to be the main focus of this show. Got it. I already know her agenda. I know what's going on with her. Got it. Um, they all have pots of money, which I would like a little bit of discrepancy with money. Like I know we're not, you know, Bethany had nothing. Should IKEA furniture when we first met her? Um, but I would like someone that was maybe like an Alex and um Simon. I mean, they were brilliant cast. Like I'd like someone that's trying to be a little bit wealthy or trying to be society, but they don't really have anything. That's also good. I also was not impressed with the husbands. Because if it already looks like, and unfortunately it's the way it is now that the husbands are quite involved in all these housewife shows. If they are, I want some of them to be troublesome. I want a John Medesian. I want a Simon Van Kempen. I want people that are kind of come in. I want a PK. PK? Oh, PK. Um, I want those ones that some of the other women don't really like. I would like something going on with the husbands. I think we're going to get that because I'm yeah. trying to figure out which, which husband it is. I think I want to say it's Jessel's husband. We saw a preview of this season and he's in the mix. Okay. He's in the mix. I think we're going to get that. I think okay. we are. So I'm going to keep watching. I, I liked looking at, you know, Jenna's life. She's someone who I'm like, why are you doing this show? You're like rich and successful and cool. Like, why are you here? But I'm glad she's there because she, I, th- I think Jenna is going to be sort of the Greek chorus of the crew. Yeah. Um, yeah. She's having like the funny one-liners that like, like when 
I compare her to Carol, like when Carol first joined, I did like Carol at first because she go in her confessionals and kind of comment on how crazy these people were. But, um, I like watching that. I like the, you know, seeing the queer representation finally, like just on a housewife show right away. Oh, hello. Sonia will have sex with any gender or anyone. Yeah. That is true. (laughs) And I guess like Bronwyn or whatever, but like, Oh God, don't don't start with that. Don't start with her. Don't you get Barb? Barb. Oh, we did have Barb. Barb. Okay. So there has been some, but anyways, I'm just obsessed with Jenna. She's I'm mostly watching for Jenna. (laughs) I'm mostly watching for forgot the names. The, the one I'm really attracted to. Oh, oh, Bryn, 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 because she's going to, she's going to do something which I love a housewife to do. Absolutely irritate the shit out of me when I'm watching her and be like, you are horrible, but I can't take my eyes off you because you're so beautiful. I want to be around you. I want to see you in a bikini the entire time in this show, but you're really annoying. Like you're terrible and you're horrible and you're not a nice person. I like that. You know, I like that mix in my house. Brynn is a good hire. I oh. saw she was on a podcast recently and yeah. revealed that she was almost on Vanderpump Rules, and she knows Lisa Vanderpump. And she kissed Peter the Pirate. Peter the Pirate. <laughs> Peter. Anyway, guys, we've been talking enough. We're going to let you go. Um, but just to say again, thank you so much. We've been getting your DMs from from everywhere and it makes us so so happy to see you sign up once again there's two ways to get extra content kate and i are hopping off right now to record actually our subscriber only um episode where we cover um documentaries that deal with the weird the wonderful the unsolved murders unsolved mysteries crimes ufos paranormals pop culture we've done anna nicole smith we're about to jump into one. Um, there was an HBO documentary about this water park that just killed a ton of people in New Jersey. It's insane. Um, we have done the Duggars about cults. There is just so much we're getting into. We have a true crime one coming up next week, which I'm going to suggest to Kate and kind of make Kate watch because it's really insane next week okay. um, or next episode. So there's two ways to join. Where you're listening now, look at your feed. You will see there are episodes episodes you cannot access. It will say subscriber only. Click on there. Pop your details in. You're going to get two extra episodes from us a month, which is a lot. So two weeks of the month, you're going to get four or five shows from us. It's a lot. So it helps support us so much. You've no idea. As soon as Kate and I see that notification, we're on there. We're sending you messages, personalized messages from us just to say thank you so much and how much you're helping us. Um, so we appreciate it to all of you, our Patreon subscriber members. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, we love to see your DMs. Follow us on Instagram, Tender Loving Care Podcast. You can email us at tenderlovingcarepod at gmail.com. We appreciate all of it. We love messaging with you and chatting with you, whether you are in Australia, whether you're in Norway, whether you're in Glasgow, um, whether you are in Ohio, whether wherever you are. We just love, love, love to hear from you. So please send us messages. We always want to chat with you. Kate, anything else? Uh, Thank you so much uh, to all of the subscribers and all the listeners. We love it. It it means a lot. You know, we're, we're obsessed with doing this podcast and when we can get support to do it even more, it it means the world. So thank you so much. And um, another thing that you can do for free to really help us out is just to mention our show, 
send an episode, you know, share an episode, text it to someone um, that, you know, is also obsessed with all this shit. And uh, we would love that if you could just share and uh, tell people about it. It helps a lot. So do that. Rate us five stars, all the good things. Thank you so much for being here and we will talk to you soon. Absolutely. Thank you guys. Have a fantastic weekend and keep listening and tell people love you. Bye-bye. Bye. the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.